right, here we go. So welcome to episode nine of TLC, Tech Learn Coffee. Uh, I'm your host, Nancy Minicozzi. I'm an ed tech coach in Northwest LA County. And Lisa is elsewhere. She has another obligation, but she'll be back next time. So I want to remind you of our podcast, podcast focus. We are accessible on your schedule. We have a short video format question section. If you have questions that you'd like answered, just go on our website and ask them or put them right here in the Blab uh, chat and we will answer them. Our goal is to be personalized mobile PD. So you choose the focus and listen where you want. We have uh, normal, quote unquote, normal <laughs> guests. We try, we love the edge of celebrities, but we're looking for uh, people who may not be as well known because lots of people can be inspiring. Um, and we like to make it easy. Twitter and tweet chats can be intimidating and confusing for some people, but anybody can listen to a podcast. Um, and today's random coffee fact, even though espresso actually contains over 200% more caffeine per ounce than drip coffee, the serving size of drip coffee is so much larger that a cup of it contains more caffeine than a cup of espresso, actually over twice as much. But those numbers can vary greatly depending on how you make your coffee. So if you're drinking 12 cups of espresso a day, I'm going to say that's a lot, no matter how much caffeine is actually in there. Um, tonight, our guest is Ben Cogswell. So Ben, tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do. Well, uh, thank you so much, Nancy. It's it's great to be here, and uh, I definitely like the normal in quotation marks because I don't I don't think I'm that definitely not that normal. Um, I you can find me at Cogswell underscore Ben on Twitter. I am an educational technology Tosa in Salinas, California, and I work in a district called Alisal School District, and uh, I serve about three hundred and fifty teachers and twelve school sites. So. I'm really excited to be here and um, I'm pumped. So thank you for having me. Well, we're, I'm really excited for you to be here. Um, so I think you put down that we were going to be talking about um, assessment and feedback to drive teaching and learning. So how does that work for you in your district and with your teachers? <clears throat> well, I think um, when I think about educational technology and I think about all the, all the things that it can do for us, I think honestly one of the most powerful things that it does is the fact that it gives us data um, in real time and it gives us access to all of our students. Um, if they are, you know, having one-to-one -one or each taking, um, ha having a device. And so I just can't, can't say the the power of of technology for me the number one thing i think it does as i said is is just that formative assessment um and so i think as an entry point for anybody um i think it's fairly simple uh and i say that because you can have just one tool and i think with one tool and most of them are are relatively uh simple you can get a whole whole lot of information and so i think it's i think it's an easy win uh, and I think it can really inform our instruction to have that data on hand. And so that's kind of like the overview of my, my deep-seated mantra philosophy of formative assessment. 
That's great. So in your district, are you, uh, is everybody one-to-one -one or how does that look in your district? Um, so it's been a, it's been a three-year process. First year we had a school that went one-to-one. -one. I was part of that school and, and that's where I got, you know, the, the bug. And that was with iPads. And next year in the district, we rolled out, uh, got some more people to volunteer throughout the district. Um, you mean teachers? Yeah, teachers. Mm -hmm. um, so I we went from one school to one school plus uh, volunteers all over the district to pilot uh, the technology. And then last year, each school added a grade level. Um, and the grade level is different depending upon the school site chosen uh, by the principal and site leadership. And then next year, they're adding two more grade levels on top of that. So we will have 5,200 of one-to-one -one devices. Uh, and so with that many devices and with that many teachers, you have, of course, people all over the map, just like you do in, in any school site, in any situation. Um, and so for me, how, how do you how do you either pick easy entry points or simple entry points? Um, and I just, as I said, I think with formative assessment, you get a whole lot of bang uh, for the buck with that. Well, and I think that that's something that where teachers can easily see the benefit and it's not just, um, some kind of flashy project that you're doing, you know, because I love, I love technology and I love how it lets us do all kinds of things that we could never do before in terms of uh, student collaboration and student projects and all kinds of things like that. But sometimes I think when you're showing it to teachers, they don't necessarily see the value of that as much and they, if it's if they're new to technology, they might also just look at the learning curve that they need to uh, scale as just to implement the project. Whereas I think with assessment, I think you're right. I think they that's a good entry point for them because teachers need to constantly assess their students. And if you give them an easy, efficient way to do it that they couldn't do before, I think that helps them see the value of technology. Yeah, I just think it's it's really good. It's just how you can get the pulse of your uh, of your class very easily, and and it's not saying you know that of course all your assessment have to be done that way, but I think especially uh, formative assessment. I put in the show notes what what's your feedback loop, and whether that you're working with students or you're working with teachers, how often are you how often are you getting that feedback to inform your instruction? And I think the power really we we you know think about all these uh, frameworks and. And basically, why are we using technology and how is it benefiting us? Well, if we have a tool like Socrative or Kahoot um, or, you know, simply Google Forms, um, among many other things, you can just get all that data and say, you know, right now I see in my classroom who's understanding what and I can stop and I don't have to wait till the next school day. I don't have to plan my lesson. Um, and so I think that I, 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 I like encourage people to have a feedback loop, you know, that's that's shorter so they can see, um, really see what their students are and where their students are. Well, and I like the idea of the feedback loop because you are constantly able to adjust your teaching based on actual data, which kids are understanding, which points are generally being understood or not being understood. You can reteach, you can address, or you, you can also decide, hey, everybody has got this, we're going to move on, we're going to do something a little bit higher level, or we're going to go a little bit deeper. Um, 
And I think that's really good. So what are your favorite tools? You mentioned uh, Kahoot and Socrative. Um, are there others that you recommend? Uh, which ones do you like the best? So I would say my favorite my favorite tool, if, if I had to just like pick one, and it's because of one function. Um, I really love Socrative. And in Socrative, you can throw out a quick question. And um, one of the reasons I really like that is because you know, taking all the time ahead of time and preparing all these quizzes, it takes time. But if I'm so I'm using Socrative and I use a quick question, I can ask, ask it right there. Um, in that, I really love the open response because all the kids, I ask the quick question, all the kids give their response. And then the thing that I think makes it the greatest is the voting feature. And so what happens is, um, for those of you that aren't familiar with it, is all the responses get thrown back out to the students and then they can vote on whose response is the best. I love that because I feel like there's a lot of metacognition involved because everybody can answer, but not everybody needs to have the best answer, right? And then you throw in some discussion in there and all of a sudden um, students then have to pick another answer. And even if the student didn't know in the beginning, they're looking at the other students' answers um, and they're, be, they're able to see, oh, these are, these are how other people think. Um, and it helps readjust their thinking and I didn't even have to do any correcting. Um, and so I think that that one thing right there is very powerful, as I said, because you don't need a lot of prep time and you can do a lot with just kind of one feature. Yeah, I, I think Socrative is a really great tool. I've also been playing around with Formative and I know they're coming out with some really cool looking um, visuals for analyzing how students do and giving you a quick overview of everything. So I'm really looking forward to seeing that as well. Um, so I agree. Question, I, I, I like formative yeah. a lot. Sorry. I, I think that um, <laughs> they have, they have a lot of great features. That's definitely another one of my favorites. Yeah. I was talking to them today actually, and uh, I got a sneak peek of what's coming and I, I can tell you, I'm really excited about what is coming. I think they're releasing in August and then they're rolling out some other new features, um, including things where you can uh, grab other people's assessments the way you can in mm -hmm. Kahoot, easily grab another person's assessment and then edit it to meet your students' needs. That's coming soon, they are talking about it. So I was really excited about that. I, I can't wait until they actually launch it. Um, what do you think about, so you like Kahoot also? I mean, there's um, so many, there's so many great ones out there. Um, mm -hmm. you know, uh, Quizualize, I mean, Nearpod and it's just obviously just a plain old Google slide as well. Right. But, um, yeah. I think it's just, for me, it's like whatever tool, certain tools obviously fit better, you know, um, better subjects because of multiple choice, open response, you know, some of the drawing things, but I just, I think as you know, pick your tool that, that meets what you're doing. And, and, and so yeah, do I have ones that I like? Yeah, but there's so many, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to name them all. So what advice would you give a teacher? So we have a, teachers who are watching who maybe are new or haven't used these tools before. What advice would you give a teacher who was just getting started with using a technology tool for formative assessment? I think just kind of pick one in the beginning and try it. Um, whether, as I said, I really like Socrative because you don't have to do any of the, you don't have to do any of the uh, building in the beginning. And I think that can take a while, even though you can kind of, of share, um, you know, some of those quizzes, 
Uh, keep it simple. I think ask for help um, if, if you're having trouble because you know there's always somebody that's going to be able to, I'm sure, help you um, if you're looking in the right places. And I just think, you know, as I said, pick one. You know, don't be overwhelmed. Don't feel like you have to try them all. I think, as I said, there's lots of great ones out there. But if you're just starting out, um, pick one, give it a try and see how your students like it and say, hey, what did you think of that one? Why did you like it? Why did you not like it? And then uh, once you feel good, maybe add one more in there. Uh, I really like, yeah, that's a great idea to ask your students if they liked it because some you might be surprised. Yeah. I think that's, uh, that's really great. And then you can add more. So, and definitely, I think talk to uh, other teachers at your school or if you have, if you're lucky enough to be in a district that has somebody like you, an ed tech coach or a tech lead or something like that, to definitely talk to them maybe and get a recommendation of which one to start out with. That could be good. I agree. And, and I think it's hard. I mean, nowadays, even if you don't feel like you have anybody at your site, you know, I mean, as far as social media, there's there's always whether it's Twitter or you know Facebook or there's always somewhere to ask for help. So, okay, yeah, I agree. Um, and for people who are not really that comfortable with Twitter, you can eat, you can podcasts. Just podcasts. There are a lot like of the podcasts one you're you listening to right now. Out. Yes, you could you could you could go to tlc.ninja and ask us a question, mm -hmm. and we will get right back to you. Um, okay, so because we do make sure that we have a 15 minute limit, our timer just went off. So, I love we that, have, by the way, thank you. So, we have uh, just about a minute and a half left to go. So, is there any final gem of knowledge that you would like to leave us with for um, on formative assessment or on anything else? No, I, I just think that uh, it, obviously if you're listening to this show, you're you're doing something right because you're out here and you're learning and, um, you know, connect with uh, Nancy and connect with Lisa and, and there's and lots of other people out there. And so, um, you know, thanks for having me. And, and uh, you can ask me for help, too, as I said, um, www.coachben.org. You can connect with me on your choice of social media. Okay, and, well, uh, thank you. So coachben.org, I will put it in the show notes. Yes. I'm going to type it in right now here. Okay. Coachben.org. Perfect. Well, thank All you right. so much. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It was great having you and great chatting about assessment. And uh, we will see you in two weeks, I think. Yes. All right. Thank Keep you listening. so much. Okay. I'm going to stop the recording.